Hey there, folks. I'm Dave Holmes. Welcome to International Waters, the transatlantic panel show that pits U.S. and U.K. comedians against each other in a pop culture battle royale. Uh, this is a very special episode because there's a story that is really big in one of our countries, <laughs> and the people from that country are literally forbidden to speak about it. So stay tuned all the way to the end because we're going to add in a very special little segment where we talk about a story that we literally can't talk about right now because if we do, our British comedians will be locked away in jail. No. They'll be put in the Tower of London for decades. You're listening to International Waters. Blame for the country that's got two episodes of American Crime Story left. And I can't wait to find out whether OJ is guilty. From Katie Brand's big-ass show, it's Katie Brand. Welcome back, Katie Brand. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to hear an American say the title of my old sketch show because over here, people just don't like saying it. Really? <laughs> no, they don't like saying ass over here. It was a terrible mistake, me naming it that. People <laughs> yeah. are just kind of mangled. They get, it's, so many times I've just been introduced as the one from Katie Brand's big ass. Oh, oh yeah, it's like it's yeah. not. That's different. That's really very yeah. different. <laughs> you could have thought that one through a little bit more. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> to be honest, uh, also playing for Team UK, the voice of BBC Radio Wales and the creator of UK TV's Bull. He's Gareth Gwynn. Hello, Gareth. Hello. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How's it going? Fucking fantastic. Good. Great. It's a beautiful day here. It's a little bit smoggy, oh. but it's mid sixties and it's fantastic. We came through some brief periods of rain. But we did it with style. <laughs> Were you involved in any traffic accidents, Team US? No, not no. one. No, okay, was, no, I stayed indoors the whole time, which is what you do when it rains in yeah, Los Angeles. That's what you do. I was in Chicago where it was snowing, which oh. is even well. Actually, it's cool for like somebody who lives in Los Angeles to go and see snow. And yeah, see weather. But everybody in Chicago hated it. Yeah, so. but they did one of my favorite Chicago things, which is they fucking shut up about it. They did. They you know did I mean? not complain. They didn't complain. Imagine. <laughs> Pull your goddamn boots up and deal with it. Yeah. Uh, hey, Team UK, I need you to come up with a buzz-in word that you feel best represents your great nation at this moment in time. I was going to go for injunction. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to go for that? Yeah. And, that? and we can follow it. If we don't know the answer, it'll really help because we can just say injunction and then it'll say anything. There you go. <laughs> Technically, you go. we might still get a point. All of us from talking about it any further. <laughs> uh, playing for the nation that is frantically inventing income tax deductions right now. Did you know edibles are a healthcare expense? Oh. True story. Really? Mm-hmm. For your from pains? 30 Rock. For your pains <laughs> and for your ennui. <laughs> there was, I, I saw a list of, uh, of reasons that, uh, that people use to get a, a medical uh, marijuana card. Oh. And one of them literally was getting older. Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. That is a condition <laughs> I that can relate. literally you know, everybody I, I suffers do have, from. About two years ago, I got a medical marijuana card. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not a big like marijuana guy. I'm, mm-hmm. like, I don't even say, either, it, but... say it right, actually. Yeah. I like the weed. Oh my! Do you hear that? Like, the police are coming for you right now. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, but like, I went to go apply for it because like somebody said that it would help my back, and I walked in there, and they're like, "Reason for it?" I said, "I have a bad back," and like, "All right," I was like, "I have all this proof." Yeah, and like, do you, like I have doctor's notes and stuff, and they're like, oh, "That's too much work." Yeah, you Just... can literally say anything. <laughs> the only <laughs> proof, anything. the only proof you need is six twenty dollar bills. That's, <laughs> yeah, it. that's the proof exactly. Yeah. Uh, I have a whole thing of Pringles at home, and it needs to get eaten. <laughs> uh, that voice that you heard was th- from Thirty Rock, the newsroom, and Keith broke his leg. Keith Powell, welcome hello, back. Hello, hello. It's good to be back. It's so good to have you back. If, I, this feels like it's your home. 
it is. You know, I it's very homey in here. There's a carpet. Yep. <laughs> what more do you need? What, what more, do you, more need? do you need? Also, for Team USA, she is co-host of the Do You Need a Ride podcast, the hilarious Karen Kilgariff. Well, hello. Hi. How Hi. are you? I'm good. Good. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Team US, what is your buzzing word? I mean, it should be, if it were one full word, let's pretend it is Trump shame. Trump, Trump shame. shame. Oh, yeah, no, that's, that's a word. much that's better, because I actually was going to go in the Trump direction and say wall. Failed. Yeah. <laughs> that. Wall. But, but wall. I think Trump shame. shame is fun. Trump shame and then t- trademark at the end of it. Yeah. Just yeah. Hashtag in the front, trademark at the end. Trademark at the end. Perfect. Yeah. I love it. All right. Trump shame versus injunction. This is going to be a deuce. <laughs> uh, let's get into it. We're going to start the show with a little pop culture warm up we like to call What's the Story? You'll be rewarded two points for correct answers, one point for answers that are wrong but funny. Buzz in with your buzz in words when you know the answer. Question number one Common tongue news. The Oxford English Dictionary recently welcomed some totally hip new words, including bestie. Oh, boy. Beatboxing. Uh-huh. Exfoliator. <laughs> and wackadoodle. But it also added four <laughs> extremely British words beginning with a C. Can you name them? And for a hint, we will heavily bleep this entire round. Uh, uh, Trump shame? Yeah. I'll try. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, is it is it? C-t? You're warm. That's a good one. Really? Yeah. Cunty. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. No! That's, one, that's one of the four. No. There oh, are wow. three more. There are three more. Oh, I love that country. Uh, so injunction. Much. Well. Uh, cunted. Sure. You know what? Yeah. It's, it's a free-for-all. It's a, it's a cunty free-for-all. Yes. I love saying is one of my absolute favorite words. I say whenever I can See, say here's the thing. This is uh, this feels like the only place where I can say it. So I'm just going to let loose with It's a lovely word. Yeah. We should we should reclaim it. We reclaim the That's All what right. I'm doing. Right so now. we have we have <laughs> tea and cutted. there are two more. Cuckold. No. Cutting. Cutting is one oh, of I them. Mean, I think it's all variations of uh, You might be right on the money it, there. Were they? No. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, I like What about Meister? No. <laughs> Shame. Also, no. <laughs> oh, shit. I just, I just want you all to know that I've ruled out telling my mum I was on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's, oh, that's yeah. out of the window now. My parents don't even know about it. I, I talked to my mother on the way down, and she's like, what are you going to do? And I was like, nothing. No, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just driving. Uh, okay, so we have Conti, Conti, and Ting. This is like filthy bingo. This yeah. is absolutely brilliant. Uh, I don't know. Patrol. <laughs> Mission to Moscow. <laughs> uh, plural. No. Uh, mm. I, I guess. I guess the lesson here is that and are already in the dictionary. Yeah. Yes. So now it's just variations on. Uh, we need one more. Five, four, uh, three, two. Tesaurus. No. <laughs> no. The final one was dish. Oh. Let's go through it. Let's go through it. When you're just oh, a light, a light. Just a, yeah. just a yeah. touch of a whisper of yeah. <laughs> a, room, a rumor of Tesaurus is going to be my new biography title, I think. It's amazing. Uh, T means highly objectionable or unpleasant. Of course. Well, they all do, don't they? Let's be honest. Dish can Naturally. be used to describe an objectionable person or behavior. Cted is slang for being under the influence of drugs or alcohol. Oh. Uh-huh. And cting is an intensifier that means very much. <laughs> So yeah, this word is so taboo here. It like is. no one really ever is. says it. It's it, the third like, rail. Yeah, it's it really crazy. Is. And yeah. in England, it's just it's 
it does. It's like saying fuck, right? I yeah. mean, it's not that yeah. big of a deal. Well, what's what's the know, British either... equivalent? Like, what can you not say there? What will just like? Well, I think we've already established that with the injunction. Yes, thing. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. There are literally yeah. whole paragraphs <laughs> that uh, are out of bounds. I have to. I put, uh, when I used to write my TV sketch show, we were told I put c- in one of the sketches, and we were told that the channel had an allocation of four c**ts a year. They weren't prepared, they weren't prepared to waste one on mine. Is that for all shows or your show particularly? No, for all shows. Across the channel, they could have four c**ts a year oh. and, and they weren't going to wow. use one They keep it in a little, in a little, uh, a little c- purse? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just them out. Take them out every now and then. What were you saying, Keith? I was just going to say that uh, 30 Rock actually did an episode uh, about the word c- Mm. Um, uh, it was called the C word, mm. and it was based mm. upon somebody actually called Tina Fey the C word one time, and uh-huh. she like flew into a rage and didn't like know how to under because it really is a taboo word. Yeah, out it here. is. Yeah. Mm. And the entire episode is about her trying to like get to the bottom of someone calling her the C word. Yeah, it's very. I funny. remember that. I yeah. remember that. Yeah. yeah, I had an Irish friend once who told me that the word fanny over there yeah, is means, very dirty, which yeah. over here is not in oh, any yeah, way. That's not... Yes, fanny over yeah. here is interchangeable with. Yeah, <laughs> is that right? Here but it's just like it's a fun little word that you call a baby's friendly. bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They fall in their little. In terms of, but I'm talking anatomically. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. Uh, but your doctor's not using either phrase. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to right. get all scientific on this. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you? I learned the meaning of that. I learned that the meaning of that and a lot of things from a an item in Pop Bitch. If you remember oh, Pop oh Bitch, oh boy, which was a fun. Uh, it was like a fun little gossip. I think it still exists. It was it's like a news yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to stop reading it because I felt that it was uh, poisoning my soul. But when I did read it, there was uh, somebody overheard Lisa Stansfield saying this cocaine is making my fanny itch <laughs> and it was like I learned like three you specific things you learned a lot. Yeah. is Lisa Stansfield I've been around the world in I.I.I. I, 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 did cocaine yeah. and now my vagina Love itches that. yeah, yeah. Uh, okay has anybody here ever gotten in trouble for swearing and uh, what, what, is, what is the most your potty mouth ever got you into trouble? Um, I was kicked off my school bus when I what? was swearing in like at like 14 mm. okay. but, I mean you know like uh, like we we were about to pull out of school, so it was not like they like dropped me off in the middle of the road somewhere. Yeah, but, but um, what word did you say? I I must have said fuck. Yeah, and uh, you know, I must have said it quite liberally. I mean, it sure. was, like I, but that's yeah. I mean, that's about it. I went to a convent school when I was very little, and I um. When I was about five, I called one of the nuns a stupid old cow. And she, uh, I re- very, very clearly remember being sense. made to sit in the art area with a pint of soapy water, and I wasn't allowed to move till I drank it. Oh, oh that's dangerous. Yeah. Amazing. That's it's vicious. like the Magdalene sisters, my, uh, my personal history. I went to Catholic school, too, and, yeah, and too. Uh, but there was never really any that kind of punishment. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, by the way, I want to use cow in the U.S. so badly, but we, it can't. It can't be removed from yeah. any kind of like weight, you know, no. connotation. Right. That's you know the what thing. I mean? like, but yeah. I love cow, like as an insult. Yeah, because yeah. it just means like a stupid person. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Get out, yeah. cow! I love it. Well, we can use heifer. Maybe maybe using heifer. Yeah, would be better. Yeah, that heifer. <laughs> I just I avoid the whole area. <laughs> the only thing I have, I didn't say it out loud, but when I was in like second grade. Somebody, when we got to school, somebody had written fuck on the wall on yeah. the playground, mm. and everyone was, like, freaking out. And on the drive home, we were in a carpool, and I was thinking about how scary and weird that was that someone would come on to our school and write such a dirty word. And I started 
it scratching the word into the back of the seat that I was sitting, wow. that I was facing. There was like a plastic, an old plastic thing. Yeah. So I just etched the word fuck into the back of the car seat. But I wasn't, <laughs> I was just thinking about it and yeah. doing it. And then the woman who drove carpool for us called my mother and was like, yes, um, Karen wrote fuck in my car. Like, she etched the word fuck. And I couldn't explain. I was just, it was, I couldn't explain myself. It didn't make sense. Yeah, it just feels, like, so primal and weird when you hear and see those words. And as a kid, that was just like, oh, my God, you said the F word. The Mount Everest of (laughs) terrible things to say. Yeah. Yeah. A friend of mine was on a kind of, like, a summer camp, like, kids type thing in the woods. And she, when she was about sort of seven or eight, and she thought the word fuck meant going to the toilet like you know wow to take a shit so someone was asking her where two of her friends were and she told them they fucking. were just over yeah they were fucking oh. in the camping toilet oh that's beautiful amazing that's beautiful points all around why not question number two we are forbidden to ask uh by an injunction um oh. katie and gareth could be sued if they are talking about it. So we're going to move it to the end of the show and it's just going to be us. Okay. Just us Americans. Amazing. We'll get to it later. Oh, it's going to be good. <laughs> Question number three, meat-based royalty news. Uh, last week, a cruel yet hilarious prank was pulled on the employees of a Minnesota Burger King. A prankster pretending to be a fireman called the Burger King and urgently commanded all the employees to do what? Go to McDonald's? Oh, yeah. No. Oh, uh, injunction. Here's a better bet. Sure. This is ringing a bell now. Did he make them break all the windows? He made them break every window in the restaurant. Which what? They did. Really? They did. I'll tell you all about it. Last Friday night, Burger King employees in Coon Rapids, Minnesota, got a call purporting to be from the local fire department. The caller said the Burger King had become highly pressurized and could explode at any second. So to relieve the pressure, the employees had to break every window in the restaurant. Employees followed the fake fireman's advice resulted in thousands of dollars of damage and a pretty excellent excuse to smash up a Burger King, which we've all Not just to open do. a door, right? Yeah, like, yeah no, break every window. That's just devious and fucking fantastic. That's amazing. That's really good. What I really love about that, though, is that what people will do when someone's in uniform. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like a modern yeah. Milgram experiment. That's yeah. so That's, true. Yeah. It's really great. I remember f- filming for a um, hidden camera thing for a comedy thing, and I went around dressed as a nun buying drugs. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we, uh, I bought loads of drugs, but people were really kind of like really polite and nice about it Amazing. because they thought I was a nun. Apart from the little child who called you a fucking cow. Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? that took place in Coon Rapids. Coon Rapids. So, <laughs> and then yeah. everyone in Coon Rapids is like, "Well, where are we going to have the prom now? The Burger King is all ruined. That's like the center of their entire culture. Oh my god! <laughs> so that sad. Now it's, it's apparently this. There's been a rash of these uh, at Burger Kings. There was one in. Uh, Morro no. Bay, California. Yeah, somebody uh, has a vendetta out against Burger King. Yeah, uh, they said that toxic gas was building up. It required a window smashing. The manager believed it so hard that he uh, took his car and drove it into the building. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty fantastic. They're just looking for a reason to freak out. Yeah, basically. yeah. <laughs> it, it's a generation of people raised on uh, the Jerky Boys, calling people Sizzle Chest. Yeah, you know, back in 1993. They're adults now. Oh. The jerky boys. I have little tricks that I play, trinkets yeah. and whatnot. I listen to that shit over and over, Karen Kilgariff. My aunt brought that, the jerky boys tape, to Christmas one year. <laughs> and we sat around as a family and listened to the jerky really? boys do phone uh, pranks. It was ridiculous. We were family. crying laughing, yes. I it was so hilarious. funny. It was, it was really good. so funny. It was good yeah. Uh, didn't see the movie. Uh, for a bonus point, what is the greatest prank you've ever committed or seen or had done to you? Trump shame? Sure. <laughs> 
Um, when we were that's growing, that's a prank up. that's being played on all of us. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm behind it. It's yeah. me. It was my idea. Um, when we were growing up, we lived way out in the country, yeah. and on our road, a car would go by maybe once an hour, maybe. Yeah. And so, what me and my next door neighbor Andy Whittington did was we. Um, would wrap up horse shit into a box like a birthday gift, wow. and we would put it in the middle of the road, and we would climb a tree and wait for our car to drive by. Yeah. And people always took the gift, and then we would see if they, oftentimes they would drive like 50 feet, and then the car would skid, and they would swear and throw it out of the box or whatever. <laughs> and then once we ran out of like, uh, oh, no, sorry, we started with our mom's old purses. Yeah. So it would be a purse in the middle of the road that they would pick up and then freak out. And then we started wrapping shit in birthday <laughs> gifts. And we, I mean, since we had nothing else to do, it just entertained us all day long. Oh, my God. That's devious. Yeah. That is so devious. Work. <laughs> It takes planning. A special mind. It takes mind. a lot of planning. A special kind of It mind. was Andy when they said, I was just going along with it. <laughs> UK? Pranks? Um, yeah, I knew some guys that uh, in the university dorm, um, there was one of them that had a room. His room was next to the laundry for the whole building. And it was the same size room. So one night when he was out drinking, they got the key and they got the key to the laundry and they swapped all the furniture uh, from the laundry yeah. uh, with all the furniture in his room <laughs> so that when he came home at like three in the morning uh, really c***ed um, he let himself into his room to find that it was now the laundry um, and he couldn't understand what had happened that like he just couldn't understand how his key worked to go into what he was certain was his room but it wasn't because it was just full of like washing machines and dryers genius which I just was a pretty extraordinary <laughs> That's right. The effort. I know the effort. That's the thing that would put me off. I just sort of think I just I want a much lower level of effort associated with a prank. That seems like a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I had a friend who tricked another friend at university by just it was such a weird thing to do. It, It was to before he went on holiday, he put a tiny amount of milk on the top of all the jars in his cupboard before they went away. So that it would just slowly stink the cover oh, out. Yes. It's really hard to work out why, because it's such a small amount everywhere. Um, yeah. So, like, why do that? Why? I hate, I hate pranks of any kind. I don't like surprises. I don't like nice surprises. I don't no. like surprise birthday yeah. parties. I just no. think all Bad this news. stuff is just the hallmark of a psychopath, yeah. <laughs> as far is as it? I'm concerned. Oh. I love it. Yeah. Love it. Points to Gareth on that one. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> you Thank are, you. and you know... Really devious <laughs> people. Uh, at the end of round one, the scores are as follows. Uh, the UK's got five. The US has two. It's okay. We can. It's, we still, can it's early US. Yeah. It's anybody's game still. <laughs> Let's not be cowed by our, our Trump shame. Let's really bring it as uh, we return with round two after this break. New to Maximum Fun, the Beef and Dairy Network podcast, the number one podcast for those involved or just interested in the production of beef animals and dairy herds. All sponsored by Grazex, the latest grass replacement pellet from Mitchell's. If it's not Mitchell's, get back in the truck. Find us at MaximumFun.org or on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from. And if it's not clear, this is a comedy podcast. Beef out. Welcome back. You're listening to International Waters. I'm your host, Dave Holmes. With us playing for the USA are Keith Powell and Karen Kilgariff. That was Hi. difficult to say. It's hard, huh? Hola. Yeah, sometimes. It's tough. Yeah. <laughs> playing for the UK, Katie Brandt, Gareth Gwynn. Now it's time for a round we're calling A Tale of Two Options. 
I'm going to read a series of things. You need to tell me whether they are one kind of thing or another kind of thing. Right? Okay. Crystal? Right. Crystal clear? Okay. Like Pepsi? It will be. <laughs> uh, okay. Last week, Gwyneth Paltrow released a new cookbook called It's All Easy. Of course it is. Mm-hmm. For it's all easy. <laughs> yeah. When you just have a few simple ingredients like a produce buyer and a live-in chef and massive amounts <laughs> right. of inherited wealth. Right. And a reputation for being a real pill. Um, so in honor of the Queen of Goop, we are playing a round called Shit Gwyneth Paltrow Enjoys or British Prog Rock Album Filler Track. <laughs> <laughs> I will say a thing. You tell me if it is something recommended or for sale by the actress who once said she'd rather smoke crack than eat cheese from a can. Nobody fucking asked. You don't have to eat cheese from a can if you don't want to. You don't have to. No, when is that, like, when is that ever going to fucking happen to you? you. What, that is the dumbest hypothetical I've ever heard in my entire life. You're, you're, uh. Listen, we don't know what happened in that marriage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. Chris Martin may well have got her in a corner with a crack pipe and a can of Velveeta. <laughs> Isn't she also the person who, like, does, like, vag steaming or something like that? Yeah. Yes. She advocated for that. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah after yeah. a long flight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He has to so crouch what? over a smoldering pile of seaweed or something in order to prepare her. And, and like, you know, I don't know this is old news, but when it was like conscious uncoupling, you know? It was oh, like, yeah. Leave it to fucking Gwyneth Paltrow to make divorce sound like I an indulgence. It really it does seem like she's trying to get people to hate her at this <laughs> yes. point. Because every yeah. single thing On that comes out, it's like, yeah. it's so easy or whatever. It's like, yeah. everybody is broke and yeah. ruined yeah. and depressed mm. and like you come out with a book like that can I, I just tell you my favourite thing about Gwyneth Paltrow in the past year was that she was challenged to live I think on the equivalent of food stamps for <laughs> yep. a week to feed a family and so she went shopping I think it was $30 or something she insisted on going to Whole Foods mm-hmm. and then she bought or she sort of spent $30 um, but I think what she just did was buy the first few items on her normal shopping list <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. until it was $30 and then she photographed it and went wow it it is really hard to live on $30. Yeah. And everyone looked at this photo and just went, Gwyneth, you've bought nine limes, a bunch of fresh it's a coriander. Mango, it's just yeah, a mango. But someone, a friend of mine pointed out, she's basically just bought the ingredients for cocktails. Yeah. Like, that's not, that's not the way that someone who genuinely lives on food stamps tries oh, to boy. feed their family. It was just the most beautiful kind of Gwyneth Paltrow moment. And oh, I also think that she scurvy. quit halfway through. She just bailed <laughs> she, midweek. Yeah, and it was like, I don't want to be yes. poor anymore, so <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go back to my castle on the I hill. I finished all my limes. Sorry, I'm sorry. No, let's play the game. I'm sorry. I'm having much more fun doing this. I really am. I could go. I literally, I could go on for another four days. Oh God! I mean, honestly, this should be a spin-off podcast. Like this should be International Waters first. Like the week in Gwyneth. Uh, Okay, so yeah. So tell me if it's some fucking bullshit from her stupid book, or a very deep cut from a '70s seminal UK prog rock band. Okay. Okay. Uh, So like, buzz in if you think you know the answer. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. Here we go. Cat's eye. Trump shame. U.S. I'm going to say that that is a, a, a track from a U.K. That is from the Vandergraaff Generator's 1977 album, The Quiet Zone <laughs> slash The Pleasure Dome. <laughs> uh, sex Dust. Uh, oh. Injunction. Yes, U.K. That's definitely Gwyneth. That is definitely Gwyneth. Because she sells different types of dust for $65. (laughs) Oh, no, she doesn't. She does. Fuck you. It is 100% true. $65 a pot for dust. Does it cause it or does it come from it? (laughs) Well, let me tell you all about it. It's it's a natural aphrodisiac made from an herbal tonic called He Show Woo. It's the residue left after she steamed her vagina. Yeah. And then it's cooled and condensed. It's the droplets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, it's it's, uh, made from an herbal tonic called the He Show Woo. Uh, Also, she says it's low glycemic. 
Oh, oh wow. good, good, so good. good. You, you won't gain weight. You have blood sugar <laughs> issues, and you have a billion dollars. <laughs> Orion's tiara. Trump shame. Mm. That's yes. Gwyneth Paltrow. That is Gwyneth Paltrow. That is some sort of <laughs> tiara with feather-shaped spikes, and it's 100 bucks. Of course it is. Yeah. This game's harder than I thought it would it be. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it is, man. Amethyst peasant dress. Trump shame. Trump shame. That's a prog rock song. No, that is a Gwyneth thing. God damn it. <laughs> and, uh, unlike most clothing uh, aimed at peasants, it costs $695. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a dress made of peasants? It's made of peasants. It's okay. made of the skin of only the finest, youngest peasants. <laughs> okay, Gates of Delirium. Trump Injunction. Shame. Oh, oh, U.S. got in there just by a hair. Oh, I'm going to say that that is, uh, uh, that is prog rock. That is prog rock. That is from Yes's 1974 album, Relayer, based on Tolstoy's War and Peace. But how awesome would Amazing. it be if it was something that Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> loved? <laughs> I like it to sounds... go crazy every Thursday night. <laughs> it's like uh, like uh, locally sourced artisanal mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Only the finest. I dose Only myself and my children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, uh, Moon Juice. Injunction. Yes. That's got to be a Gwyneth Paltrow plan. That is really the quintessential Gwyneth Paltrow thing. Yeah. Uh, it's some kind of cleanse where you eat powder or something, and then you give her $400. Oh, no, this is involves it? the moon dust. This is a smoothie with moon dust in it. Uh, okay. But my thing yeah. is, is true? do people... <laughs> no, this I bet true. that's true. But, but do but people moon... actually buy this shit? Oh, of course. Yes. Oh, my God. Of course. Actually, I think Google We're going is, to um, is quite a long way in the red from a financial point of view. Possibly. I can imagine. We haven't been to the moon since 1973. <laughs> <laughs> Where is she finding moon dust? Squonk. Trump, Trump shame. Trump shame. Yeah, go ahead. I think, I, yeah, U.S. got in there. I'm going to say it's a Gwyneth Paltrow thing. No, that is yeah, a uh, that is from 19, the win. 1976 Genesis album, A Trick of the Tale. I don't like prog rock. Should I have said that at the beginning? Yeah, nobody does. <laughs> oh, okay. Nobody does. Okay. It is That's the one thing less popular than Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> it's prog rock. She uh, should start a prog rock band. That'd be amazing. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> She's on keyboards. Oh, God. We could get a Donovan Leach in there. The band should be called Steamed Vagina. <laughs> <laughs> on tour now. Uh, apitherapy. Trump shame. Yes. That's Paltrow. That is pure Paltrow. What is it? Uh, it is a skin treatment which involves getting intentionally stung by bees. Oh, fuck oh. no. <laughs> yeah. Intentionally oh, stung God. by bees. She, oh, God, she's the worst. When the revolution comes, she will be the, she will be the first to go. Yeah, she's she'll be the, the first to go. Worst. For her next film, she'll turn up in the makeup chair and the poor person will be like, We've got to cover up all these bee stings now. <laughs> oh, we have a couple more, and I could literally, I could do this all day. Uh, goat Willow. <laughs> Injunction, please let that be Gwyneth. Uh, no, that is uh, from Hawkwind's 1974 album, <laughs> Hall of oh. the Mountain Grill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, sure that Goat Willow is what she's building her kind of safe space shed in the garden. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Sex Bark. Trump shame. Uh, Trump shame. Yeah. Uh, that's Gwyneth. That is a Gwyneth thing. Yes. I'm going to read it. Is that what Tom Jones sings when he's got a sore throat? Sex <laughs> bar. Uh, it's a recipe for a quick and potent chocolate recipe, perfect for a sweet bite after a romantic dinner. Oh. It contains uh, cocoa nibs, or no. cacao nibs, or however you fucking say it. Cacao. Uh, cacao nibs, stevia, 
and sex dust. And all the dead bees. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and a swarm And 1,000 bee wings that, that children <laughs> plucked. What is wrong with I her? I love the idea that her house is just littered with dead bees. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have to and walk also, around picking your way between them. She's clearly obsessed with sex. There's something going on yeah, sexually oh that she needs I to stir in. I think there's nothing like... going on sexually. I well, yeah. no, I, I don't. I think the only times that she had sex is when she had her children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because... because who would want to have sex it's with that? All that dust. <laughs> all that dust, dust got wow. up in there. Oh man! I, the thing is, <laughs> uh, like, you took me out of the moment for, Sorry, for just a second because I had to think about Gwyneth Paltrow and, and Chris Martin having mm-hmm. having sex, <laughs> and like, and I feel like. I feel like there's a confetti cannon involved. You know what I mean? Like at the, the crescendo of a Coldplay show. You know what I mean? Just yes. like I'm yes. imagining. You know when they in the old days where they had to put a sheet over with a hole in it. Yeah. Like, to, for a doctor to preserve the, the woman's do. modesty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you weren't allowed to see the woman. And and she has her facial mask of virgin's blood on the entire time. Oh, At the awful. end of round two, the scores are, oh, the U.K. has nine. The U.S. has seven. Oh, oh, we're catching up. Trump, catching shame, up. Trump, shame. We'll be right back, back with our final round after this. Ty is a pedantic person. I think when he pronounces these words, it's, it's in a very show-offy way. Gyro. Gyro. Sacre bleu. Sacre bleu. Ayers Rock. Uluru. (laughs) (laughs) What you are witnessing is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with real cases. They call in via Skype to Judge John Hodgman's court, the real people's court. Now I call you to Judge John Hodgman's internet court. Find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. Hey, welcome back. And so we go to our final round. Now, I know both teams have tried crazy, crazy hard. Uh, and I want you to know that it has been as useless as a deodorant crystal at Coachella because the winner of the final round receives one million points. Yes. <laughs> the last round is called We Are the Champions. It's very simple. I will name a single topic. You guys will debate why your country is better at said topic. The team who makes the most convincing arguments or who simply lands the sickest burns will get one million points. Okay. okay. So we'll just sort of go back and forth. Uh, your topic. Who's funnier? Monty Python versus SCTV, which is really more of a Canadian thing. Uh, the, the, the IT crowd versus Cheers. The Office versus the American Office. It's not such an easy mashup now that uh, Ricky Gervais is, mm. is a fucking worldwide pariah. And hates God. And hates God. <laughs> hates God so, uh, so much. Hates God's guts. Yeah. Uh, from Alan Partridge to Larry Sanders, both nations have a rich comedic legacy. To win the million points, destroy your opponent's legacy. Two minutes on the clock starts now. Whoever wants to start, start. Look, there's a lot of great work on both sides. Sure. And we've all seen it. Okay. And we've all been impressed by each other across the a, pond. A conciliatory note. <laughs> I'm gonna, this is the old trickaroo. Because yeah. you start okay. like this, everyone gets soft, and then boom. Ready? Well, it's known as a compliment sandwich. I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's a compliment knuckle sandwich. <laughs> um, but I'm just going to come straight at you. With Are You Being Served? I was forced to watch it as a child. I don't understand anything that was happening in that show. Mm. And there was an old lady with either blue, pink, or purple hair. Mm -hmm. Mm. It didn't track for me. It was too broad. I think it was a live audience, but I didn't buy that they were actually laughing. Sure. Um, (laughs) An addendum to that would be we were also forced to watch Benny Hill. 
Oh. Mm, which uh, I know might be now retro hip, but at the time I was offended and I was only 10. Mm-hmm. So, Especially when he would do a musical number. Oh my. <laughs> when he would chase a lady with big boobs on a hill. But yeah, that's in, the thing. Fast you know, motion. You yeah. know, Benny Hill, I, I, a lot of uh, American humor relies on the mind. Whereas. <laughs> Um, I'm going to I'm I'm leap whereas, in here. And uh, well, first of all, are you being served? Can we please know uh, in Britain we're about to remake it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so let's just. That's, that's think, not. That's not even a joke. That's finger, not a joke. Fingers yeah. crossed. We fix at least the hair oh, color, right. which I think, to be honest, is to do with like the tracking on your telly at the time. I don't think it's there. Uh, what I was going to say is, I think Shakespeare was writing comedy before they'd even settled on a consistent spelling of the word. <laughs> Um, and they, okay, they weren't funny and just involved people getting married at the say. end. I think you're <laughs> now just proving that is British that comedy, point. edgy. That's a, ahead of the curve. It's the 1600s. Yeah. Um, and also, like, we have to send British people to America to show you how it's done. Mm. And it's not because you can earn more money in America. It's, it's not that it's at not all. That it's at all. not that at all. It's not that. Because British people think talking about money is vulgar, as we've learned this week. Because, um, for example, we sent you David Frost for a bit, and then he set up that amazing double act with Nixon, uh, which was great. Um, and the other good thing, I'm going to just throw this in for anyone objects. Uh, we in Britain are usually spared shows going off the boil because we tend to only do six or 12 episodes. And then we go, OK, that's done. Uh, so in Britain, laziness really sort of pays off. Yeah. Yes. You know, right. Comedy also, wise, also the ten seconds. Okay, problems with with British humor is everyone wants to be so polite, and so any time that there's any uh, a, a modicum of impoliteness in British humor, they think it's the funniest thing in the world, and we're already <laughs> impolite, so we have to go farther. We have to figure <laughs> to make more yeah. things out. Yeah, I just want to say here as well that right, there you go. That you know. British comedy is like think of it like a think of it like a good bespoke suit. Like, all right, we don't make as many, but when we do make one, we try and make it really, really well. Whereas America's more like you know, just off the shelf, kind of those weird baggy suits that you all wear that Something I don't really for understand. Everybody. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, every time we make one good one, you have to make like four thousand like network syndicated sitcoms about a, a dysfunctional family that love each other really. <laughs> Yeah, did we did we need a hundred episodes of anger management <laughs> that no one saw? That Literally, no one, no that one ever saw, saw, but it's made true. everyone involved no incredibly rich. You know, true. as a teenager, I really enjoyed hanging with Mr. Cooper, <laughs> but as a kind of you know cultural export, I just don't know if that was really your best work to send over here. Yeah, hanging with Mr. Cooper. You you might you might have a point. What happened to Mark Curry? Whether Mark Curry? Where is he? He's probably at the improv tonight. He might be. He might be. He hit on my wife once. Really? Yeah. Nice. Recently. Let's give him the Paltrow treatment right now. (laughs) (laughs) Also, when you remake our shows, it always goes wrong. Because one of my favorite programs, one of my favorite British programs is called The Day Today, which is like a parody news show. But I've seen the US version, Fox News. Absolutely yeah. rubbish. Not, not, not funny good. at all. Not my thing. Not as good. <laughs> Almost for, tragedy. For, for that zinger alone, and for pointing out that you guys do uh, stop at six, and that's a fucking really good thing to do. And yeah. because they make better comedies. And because they make better comedies. <laughs> the UK, you're the greatest country in the world for Yay! the next couple of weeks. Congratulations. Yay! Congratulations. I'm going to go and watch a box set of all British comedy. You should. I, I am. We all are. That's all I I'm do. YouTube hanging with Mr. Cooper. <laughs> suddenly got a fit of nostalgia there. Now, before we go, uh, do you guys have anything that you want to plug and then to offset the ego karma something that you didn't make that you want to bring a little shine to we'll start with uh, with our winners team uk katie brand 
Uh, I am performing at the Edinburgh Festival this year for the first time in a decade. Oh, we don't. Uh, and I'm taking a show to the Pleasants uh, called I Was a Teenage Christian, uh, <laughs> because I was. Oh. And it's on at 4.45, and I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, I'm really excited about it. Um, as for something I didn't make, uh, a sitcom called Catastrophe, which is a oh. fantastic mm-hmm. piece of yeah, work that... I think is now available over there in the US on Amazon, mm-hmm. uh, and I really recommend you check it out if you haven't already. Oh, it's great! Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, yes, Gareth Gwynn. Um, so the thing that I wanted to mention that I worked on, I co-wrote a sitcom last year called Bull, which stars Robert Lindsay, Maury Lippman, Nazos Milanu, Claudia Jesse, Kevin Eldon, Matt Lucas. There's loads of people in it. You if you have no TV, <laughs> uh, you can still watch it, um, and also. It was made by Gold, who liked to repeat it loads. Mm-hmm. Okay. So chances are, if you just turn on your telly, it might be on. Okay, um, but yeah, if it's on night, Now TV, you can check it out. And the thing that I want to plug that I am not involved in but is excellent uh, is the Beef and Dairy Network podcast. Ah, um, just which on show! Benjamin Partridge was on this show. Was it the last episode he was it on? It might have been. It might have been, And yeah. uh, he pushed it then. Uh, it is absolutely superb. It is a parody podcast, and it is the number one podcast for those... Involved or just interested in the production of beef animals and dairy herds. <laughs> and it wow. is superb. Uh, do check it out. It's, yeah. it's brilliant. Great. Thank you, Keith Powell. The thing that I'm promoting the most, uh, I'm really proud of, is I, I wrote, created, and starred in a web series called Keith Broke His Leg. And um, it just recently won... Two hey, awards. Check you out. Uh, it, it won uh, Best Web Series and Best... Actor in a web series, which you? would be me. Hello. Um, at the Independent Series Awards, um, and uh, it's really great, and I and I'm really proud of it, and I'm starting to work on season two. So it's at www.getbroken.com. Wow. And uh, the thing that I saw recently that I'm completely obsessed with, and and really wish I had made, is a movie called Midnight Special. Ooh, by Jeff Nichols. I want to see that. It's very, very good. And it's uh, just, it's so well made. Uh, I, I highly recommend anybody to go and check it out. Okay. Karen Kilgariff. Hi. Uh, let's see. I have two podcasts. Do You Need a Ride is uh-huh. one of them. And the other is My Favorite Murder. Uh-huh. Um, so those are, I love those and those are good. I just got to work on a couple episodes of the second season of the show Baskets oh. that's on mm. FX yeah. uh, starring Zach Galifianakis and that's Louis nice Anderson. Thing. And it's the first season just ended. It's really brilliant. It is so funny. And I'm quite proud to even be a sl- very slight part of it. And then I guess the project that I would want to recommend, I don't I don't want to say this woman's name wrong because I know her first name is Julia, but there's a show called Hunderbee that's a British show. Mm, Julia Davis. Julia Davis. And it's kind of sending up all of those Jane Austeny and all, all different shows it's like, like Victorian that. gothic type send wow. up, like yeah. novel Rebecca, like yes. that kind of really uh, high level Victorian book, gothic stuff. Yeah. It's amazing. Katie, do you know the uh, her, that first show that she did, the name of that one? Because I can't remember it. I the, think you're talking about Nighty Night? Yes. That well, also, anything that she does, Julia yes, Davis, but Nighty is Night is insanely super. hilarious. She's just yeah. got a new show out here that's just started called Camping, which everyone's raving about as well. So, yeah, she's brilliant. Yeah, anything Julia Davis does. Um, may I may I spend one or two of the million points and just because, can I plug one more thing? Sure. <laughs> Because it's relevant, because I wrote a novel yeah. a couple of years ago about uh-huh. a woman who becomes a stand-up comedian called Brenda Monk is Funny, and I'm yeah. very proud of it, and I'd love it if people bought it. All right. <laughs> yes. I'm going to do that. Yeah. I'm going to do that. Yeah, uh, please do. Yeah. 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dave Holmes. Uh, and the thing that I would like to plug uh, that somebody else did is, uh, and not that he needs my help, but uh, Chris Gethard's podcast, Beautiful Anonymous, mm-hmm. is so great. Mm. It's so fantastic. Somebody calls in. Uh, there are no names, and they just talk for an hour, and he can't hang up. And wow. it's just, it's just, oh, wow. it's gorgeous. Wow. It made me laugh mm. and cry. I'm only one episode in, That's but I, I really, really loved it. That sounds amazing. He's fantastic. All right, Keith Powell, Karen Kilgariff, Katie Brand, Gareth Gwynn, thank you all so much for playing International Waters. What a gas. Yeah. So now we're getting rid of a couple of you so that we can talk about something oh, yeah. that'll get you yeah. locked up in the pokey. So we're going to say goodbye to you. Uh, you with the headphones, thanks for listening. See you next time on International Waters. Goodbye. This is a fake goodbye because there's more coming. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, this uh, feels like when your parents come and pick you up early from a party. <laughs> Yeah. And then I was like, oh, but my friends are still there. We're just going to talk about you. We're just going to talk about you. Now, we've basically, the, the UK comedians have been sent to bed while the grown ups yeah. yeah. are allowed to talk correct. freely about issues of the day That's and correct. smoke a joint. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> some moon dust. Pour some white Russians and we're going to go to town. Uh, you've been listening to International Waters with me, Dave Holmes, playing with Keith Powell, Karen Kilgariff, a couple of British people who aren't here anymore. Uh, and then Katie Brand and Gareth Gwynn. Our theme music is USA versus White Noise by Lady Tron. Thank you to them for letting us use it. If you haven't already left us a five-star review, I mean, I, listen, I can't tell you how many stars to give, first of all. Seven. Vote your conscience. Uh, but do uh, write us a review on iTunes, unless you don't like it, in which case, uh, shut up. Uh, the show was recorded at Guilt Free Post in London by John Purcell Shackleton and at Max Fun HQ in Los Angeles. The script was written by Asterius Coconos and Sarah Morgan, and our producers are Colin Anderson and Jennifer Marmer and David Furnish. Uh, and we will see you next time. Bye. All right, question number two, and this is just for the U.S. Okay. The U.K. people are prevented by some weird law. It's talking about it. Okay, here we go. Uh, anachronistic ways to report news. News. The U.K. press has been in utter chaos as a world-famous British entertainer has been granted a high court injunction banning U.K. newspapers from reporting on their recent marital problems. Problems I'll put in question mark. It might just be their arrangement. We don't know. Uh, gossip-starved Brits have been forced to Google for upwards of three seconds to find out the name of the performer and the sex thing his partner allegedly did. Name that star. Elton John. Elton John. Elton John. We did sort of discuss it, so that's not really fair. But also the game is over, so who gives a shit? We can't help ourselves anymore. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, yeah, we're in international waters, so we can talk about it all we want. So here's the deal. The British High Court granted the singer an injunction banning UK news outlets from publishing any details of his recent marriage scandal. Newspapers in England and Wales cannot name the star or his spouse, but newspapers in Scotland can. Wow. Uh, Lucky for the star, English people simply refuse to believe any news delivered to them by the internet or by a Scotsman. The irony is that Brits would not have given a shit about any of it, but show a newspaper cover with a head in silhouette and a big question mark on it, and they need to know. That's just yeah. That's yeah. just common sense. That's yeah. human. So that I guess sense. the deal is Elton John and David Furnish have like an open relationship, uh-huh. and they're free to do whatever they want. And I guess some of it sort of involved um, a kiddie pool full of olive oil, uh, <laughs> where David Furnish and his uh, and his other his other fuck buddy or whatever wrestled. <laughs> I personally what? think. I go for yours, David Furnish. I think that that's kind of amazing. Isn't that what all rich people do on the weekends? <laughs> yes, but it's okay. also like when it's Paltrow, it might just be cleansing. It could, that's, that's the thing. Right. I I'm do feel saying. like it has some benefits for the skin. Yeah, Good for I the agree. skin for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and hair. Also, like I mean, gay dudes are a little bit less, you know. Uh, sentimental when it comes to what they do with their dicks. You know what I mean? Not to generalize. Not a lot of romance. Like we're yeah. a little, you know. Yeah. I mean, like we're we're a little bit looser with that kind. Of, yeah. We can be. You know what I mean? Like the open yeah. relationship is not something that like like any, yeah. nobody's monocle is going to pop out if you if you discuss it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but like I kind of go. Open relationships are a big thing. Like like it's not. 
Yeah. Shocking. No, it's not shocking at all. Yeah. And it's not a problem. It's not a marital problem. Right. So I think the shock is more about the waste of food. Mm-hmm. Is that right? <laughs> that that this is extra virgin olive oil. I'm yeah. shocked. Now, does the, does the olive oil uh, have a greater value after having been wrestled in it by David Furnish? <laughs> does he or have any healing properties yeah. himself? I, yeah. I As only cook with the olive oil that is from David um, Furnish's gay sex wrestling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, just for a bonus point because we're here and why the fuck not? Uh, let's ruin some Elton John songs. Let's just make them. I don't think terrible. you need to ruin. Can you feel the love tonight? I think that that's perfect as yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, then so is. I guess that's why they call it the blues. <laughs> the yeah, blues. That's, that's, yeah, I guess that's that why they call it the blues. Yeah. Um, don't let your son go down on me. Is one that our writers that's came up one. with, which oh, I really enjoy. One. Leave on the olive oil and get in the kiddie pool. <laughs> Leave on. Oh, Levon. I like that. Levon, thank you. Yeah. The spelling's different. Oh, yeah. But the sentiment is exactly you know, the same. My wife and I danced to your song uh, at, for our wedding. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of something for your song. Yeah. Your thong needs to come off and get into the kiddie pool. How about this one? Your How about thong. this one? I know I'm not supposed to play, but I'm going to. Uh, <laughs> take me to the pilot episode of Looking on HBO, and we'll watch it while we uh, jack off with olive oil. <laughs> How about that? I think that Do you like it? Okay. Uh, Can you feel the olive oil tonight? <laughs> Boo! I actually had that That's written down. One. I'm That's so ashamed. So ashamed. Of oh, myself. but I like it. I like it. Um, any any other ones? No, let's stop. Should we stop? Let's let's, just let's stop. have some self control. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Oh boy, UK, you missed out on a good time. But sorry, laws are laws. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.